Today on Hacker Public Radio, the ICE Window Manager, ICEWM, and something technical about it, how to get unsupported dock apps to run under it. This is DeepGeek. Stick with us. Welcome to another installment of the Lightweight App Series. Uh, the Lightweight App Series is open to all HPR hosts, reviews lightweight applications, and is platform and operating system agnostic. So it was a real pleasure to have my uh, series uh, hijacked, as Klatu said. And I did realize that I have a favorite lightweight window manager too. You know, something I've noticed is that I never mentioned why I like lightweight apps. Klaatu talked about people who want to operate under smaller machines or, you know, less capable machines, I should say. But the reason I like to use lightweight apps is because, well, when I was a young man, I was into motorcycles. And I got used to the power and the acceleration. And when I run everything lightweight and I kick something off and I do something... I feel the same way. I feel that takeoff, and I like the resources to be reserved for what I have to get done at hand. So for me, it's like a sports car. You could buy a fine sports car, but if you put the automatic transmission on it, you're going to suck away some energy for that automatic transmission. So I'm a standard transmission kind of guy. And that should tell you why I like the behavior and feel of lightweight applications. So today we're talking about IceWM, the Ice Window Manager. And the Ice Window Manager is a, is a lightweight window manager, is a replacement. It, when you talk about window managers, people who are used to either coming from Microsoft Windows or used to coming from GNOME or KDE might not understand exactly what's on the table here. And what we're talking about is those situations that those three I just mentioned are really integrated desktop environments. In other words, the whole experience from logging in to logging out and all the apps in between is all meant to go together and works in the same way and many people like the consistency of that. But what a window manager is just a way of managing the windows on your screen and it doesn't matter what apps you run. Talking about replacing it, and maybe you don't like the high bling factor, or maybe the bling factor that you're used to isn't enough and you want something with more bling. With Linux and Unix, you can choose exactly what you want your experience to be. And that's very important to me. I'm a, I'm a customization junkie. But later on, I'm going to tackle a a specific problem because I had what's known as dock apps and I'll in the second part I'll get into that and they were really meant to run under three other minor 
window managers. But I want it to run under my favorite window manager, which is ICE Window Manager. So the second part, let's get technical. But for this part, let's just have a review. ICEWM is known for its tightness, is known for its lightweightness, and is known for its ability to be themed. I was very surprised to be listening to the SourceCast podcast that we are syndicating on Hacker Public Radio and to have them talking about the memory footprints of their systems. And they were happy to run 200 megabytes of RAM to be doing nothing. After I log in, log in and kick off IceWM, I'm really running with about 90 megabytes, which means that that other 110 megabytes of memory is just more memory for discation, buffering, whatever can make my system go faster. IceWM is tight because of that. Even though it's lightweight, means that you're not using as much memory, but that lightweightness packed into a feature-rich set. I mean, if you really want to get into a lightweight window manager experience, you can run FLWM, the Fast Lightweight Window Manager, and you will just get it's on as soon as you log in and you will just get a mouse on your screen and whatever background your login program left there you will only get a menu if you right click someplace that's it but with ice what makes icewm different from that is that instead of just being light it's light and tightly packed features which allow it to do a variety of things. So you still you don't lose your feature set with IceWM. Even to know that there's no applications written specifically to run on IceWM, uh, that would make it into an integrated environment, which is what GNOME and KDE are. IceWM has a nickname. IceWM is known as the imitator. It's got a granny factor, which is very good. The themeability factor of IceWM allows it to mimic other situations very easily. So to, to fully install IceWM on a Debian-based system, you would do two commands because Debian is all modularized. You would do apt-get install IceWM and apt-get install IceWM-themes. And Debian splits that up so you don't have to run the 72 themes if you don't want to. But I like to run the themes. And the theming is amazing because when you get to your menu, you'll have your programs, your window switcher. At the bottom, it'll be right above the log, it'll be themes. And it's just an ex a menu that expands. And there's a whole bunch of themes that you can pick and choose from. So let's say you theoretically, you know, got Granny to switch to Linux. And you wanted her to feel at home. Now, if Granny was a Windows 95 person or Windows XP person, all you would have to do is, for instance, apply the theme Fake 95 or Win95 to get that Windows 95 feel. Or you could choose to use the theme XP or XP New and IceWM will instantly switch into an imitation 
of those window managers. If she didn't like the new Vista things, she want, she could go back to, to the way she prefers. And that's why I want to say this has a really good granny factor. I mean, presume, of course, that you would install it for her. Just because it imitates the, the Microsoft products doesn't mean that's the end of its repertoire. Oh, no. It can do a variety of warp themes. It can do some pre-Tiger Mac themes. It knows how to do a Windows 3.0 th themes as well as a motif theme. And that's just the beginning. You'll get your typical situation where you have a taskbar, only you'll, you'll have a workspace switcher on the taskbar. And the taskbar has some nice features, you know, clocks, mail checker, you know, a start menu, all that stuff. But what's really great about the customization of themeability is, is that you can pick and choose what you want. And this is something I'm going to talk about more in the second part of today's episode. Is because one thing I really wanted was dock apps, which really belong to the window maker and window maker compatible window managers. For a long time, I used Fluxbox because I wanted to use those dock apps. But, you know, I recently did an episode on the Rocks File Manager, and in looking how to marry the Rocks File Manager to my to IceWM, I found a whole new bunch of customized of configuration files that I can apply to make things operate better, and I saw at that point the way I could make it run these things called dock apps, but I don't want to get into that yet. Let's keep talking about themes. Now let's say, for instance, now I mentioned that I used Fluxbox for quite a while because I wanted to use this other feature that ISWM lacked. Now let's say that you were a fan of the Artwiz theme of Fluxbox. You can go to themes.freshmeat.net, search for ISWM themes, and you can find ISWM themes to make ISWM act like Fluxbox. The other thing is, is that everything can be switched off and on. Another problem I have right now is that I've been using a taskbar since 1994 or something. 15 years of that taskbar is enough. I want to do a taskbar this experience. So I can just turn it off. That's a wonderful thing. Also, I noticed that the workspace switching, you, you don't have the taskbar, you know, you don't have that quick space switching mechanism. So what do you do? Well, Fluxbox, I went through the configuration file, and I could turn on this feature where I can move my mouse to the edge of a screen, and it'll swap to another, which was a lot better than a task a workspace switcher for me. The customization is just fantastic. The menus can be customized. So the Debian default menu comes up, of course, but you can add shortcuts to your favorite thing. Anything that you can make into a command that kicks off something, you can put into your own customized menu. So I really enjoyed at one point taking virtual machine commands and making them a menu item. So I could just choose a QMU instance and have it kick off with a bunch of opscore that way. To conclude the uh, review portion of today's episode, SWM, tight, lightweight, themeability beyond belief. I hope you get a chance to give it a shot. It's got excellent granny factor and you can set this thing up to fit your needs like a glove. <laughs>
All right, welcome to part two of today's episode of Hacker Public Radio. We're, we are discussing the ICEWM, the ICE Window Manager. Now we're coming into a more technical part where we're going to talk about making unsupported dock apps run under ICE Window Manager. So, what's this dock app thing you're talking about, Deep Geek? You know, you know, we don't have to do this on Windows. The After Step Window Manager, which is the successor to the Next Step the next system's window manager featured an, a, a thing called dock apps and what these were were the were small applications a, a remote control for your a, a mp3 player a mailbox monitor system monitoring tools a clock a calendar thing each one having its own being written individually each one having its own 64 by 64 space, its own artwork, its own function. And you could go shopping for the mailbox monitor that's just right for you and the system monitoring tool that's just right for you. Afterstep was known for this. Windowmaker is also known for this. And you can pick and choose. And you run these items separately. And you drop them in and configure them however you want. So for me, the right combination is to have a system monitor that I'll talk about more in depth later because the system monitor was actually the most recalcitrant thing to run, the, late, the least well-behaved, as I say, a mailbox monitor and something to control XMMS. Instead of having a taskbar, you can have these things. You can lay them out however you want. You can make them six and make them into a triangular shape and just pick pick the ones you want. You can really geek out on this. This is something that you can get lost in choosing. These things run after step was the original, I believe, and then Windowmaker was known for this. So if you search your package repository, a lot a lot of times you'll see like ASMEM, the after step applet for memory monitoring, or WM Mail you know, which is a, a an applet run, written window maker that watches your mailbox and notifies you when you have new mail. These things are popular enough that Blackbox and Fluxbox have full support for them. So you can pick and choose your apps and run in those two. But they run in a special area. Afterstep calls it a wharf. Blackbox and Fluxbox call it the slit. Some window ma managers have similar things. Like, I believe Enlightenment has what's called Eplets, which is their version of this. And I think FVWM has something called Good Stuff, which does something very similar to this. And what happens is you, is you take this portion and you run these little applets in that section. And the reason you're doing that is to cut down on the overhead. Because if you run them as separate applications, you got all the overhead of an application. Whereas by putting them in the wharf of Afterstep or by putting them in the slit of Fluxbox, some common functions can be consolidated and run together. If you have an applet that's written for, say, Windowmaker, you know, when you log out, the way Windowmaker notifies different things that's shutting down your session is different for the for the Windowmaker applets than it is for, say, your mail interface, your mail application you're running. 
So, not all applets are written the same. When you talk about being run in the slit or in the wharf, uh, you're talking about running in the withdrawn mode. Now, some of the dock apps only work in the withdrawn mo mode, whereas some are written to run both as an application that's running on your desktop as well as in the slit. So, if you have one of these dock apps that are written to go both ways, with command line strings, you would tell it to either dash w to run withdrawn mode or go into slit, or without. Some can sense automatically if you're running a slit. Some can sense if you're running window maker and will adjust themselves accordingly. So there's a bunch of these. The ones that, that will run both ways natively doing any special extra work, if you run them and under ISWM, you'll get a regular window. And like I said, these things are 64 by 64. They're small, maybe about twice the width of a normal taskbar. So if you run these, you'll get this small, small window, and you'll have the button for maximize, the button for minimize, the button for closing will pop up. And, you know, those buttons are unobtrusive for something that takes up three-quarters of your screen. When you're talking about those buttons being on something that's in the corner of your screen, sometimes the buttons can be a third the size of the whole dock app. It's really, really ugly. What I found out was that IceWM has a special configuration file called WinOptions where you can give it customized instructions on how to run something, how to present something when it's run. And what you can do is when you run something is you can tell it, okay, for this, we aren't going to have the whole window with all these buttons on it. And by the way, while you're at it, start in a certain place, you know, so we can begin painting the screen with a couple of our favorite apps. So let's talk about something that's that's really easy to run, which is the WMXMMS applet. Now what this applet is, is a applet that's meant to control XMMS, the cross media player. When you click it, it turns on, it launches XMMS, and there's a play button, a pause button, a next track, a previous track button, all there for you to use. And so instead of having to find the application XMMS that's running, bring it to the forefront, sh click a button and, and minimize it again, you can have this little thing running. And this is very well, well behaved, comes with the XMMS, uh, XMMS media player, seems to know when the slit's running on its own. That's a big plus. That one's easy to run. So for that one, Let's say I wanted to run that. I would I would go into Win Options, and I'm going to make an, an accompanying article, so don't worry about me rattling off lines of commands because I know it's going to be too much. I'll, you can, if you really want to see the commands, see the accompanying article, and you'll see everything. So you would go into you would open up in the .icewm directory, which is where you have all your icewm configuration files, a new file called Win Options, and you can start a, a whole bunch of commands that apply just 
to WMXMMS. And the format for these commands is going to be the app name, a period, the option name, a colon, and a number like one to say to say activate the feature or deactivate the feature. So it's an applet. We don't want it to run like Firefox. Because if we run an application like Firefox, we're going to have Firefox, the body of, of what Firefox is giving us, we're going to have the close, maximize, minimize buttons on top of it. Not only that, but when we go into our window list and we're going to see the name of the workspace plus Firefox and a name of a web page. We don't want an applet to run the same way. We don't want those buttons because they're too big for this little tiny applet. Also, when we hit the window list, we don't want to see it. What we're going to do is we're going to put into Win Options a bunch of commands that tell Win IceWM how to handle this applet. So the commands are like this: wmxmms dot all workspaces colon one. In other words, this shows up on every workspace. So as I switch between my workspace and my favorite setup, uh, my or I should say my current setup is I have a, a workspace named main, a workspace named internet, and a workspace named background. So what we want to do is as we change workspaces, we want this application applet to be right there on each one. So we say all workspaces one. Now we could just as easily tell it to start in a particular workspace only if we want to. When we go from like Firefox to our email client, we can switch quickly with like a shift tab sequence. So we don't want to be cycling through applications and all of a sudden have a dinky little applet run up, um, pop up, right? So we're going to do wmxms.ignorequickswitch colon one. And now it's not in that system anymore. We don't want it in the window list, so this one called ignore win list. Set that to one. And if we're using the taskbar, we don't want to see it in the taskbar taking up space down there. Ignore taskbar. Now, to get rid of the, tit the, the title bar and those buttons that we are so used to, the, the maximize, minimize, and close button, we do D title bar zero. And that does that. So now we'll have this thing running and it'll show up in all our workspaces and it won't show up in our window list, it won't show up in our taskbar and we won't be switching into it if we, if we do a, a tab sequence to be switching between tasks. It's working right. That's very nice. Now, the only thing to really make the cream of the crop is to give it its own fixed space on our desktop. Now, in IceWM you can move a window by holding down the alt button and putting the mouse either in the body of the app, app, application or applet or on the or on the title bar of the application applet and you can drag it around when we tell win win options where on the screen this applet belongs we're going to have to tell it in the the, the numeric language of the x windowing system which is really going to suck if we have to figure it out mathematically. 
But one nice default feature of ISWM is as you drag it around, a, a little indicator pops up on the bottom of the screen that gives you the current position in that X language. And the X language is like the dimensions. So if it's 64 by 64, it'll be 64x64. And then the position left right will be plus number plus number. So we let window ISWM do the work for us by dragging it around to the upper left hand screen where we're going to want it and then we're going to take a quick note of where it is and in my particular instance for WMXMMS it was 0x0 zero zero plus 0 plus 144 don't worry about it, it's all going to be in my article you'll be able to see my file in my article so we add a line, wmxmms.geometry, colon, and you give it this blur back. Then when you log in, this thing pops up as soon as it's run. Now, in order to run this upon login, many of these things, if you're using a Debian-based system, you can create a file called .xsession, and you can automatically kick off programs when you log in. And this is a lot like the stop folder in, in the Windows operating system, only we do the commands in something called Xsession. And I believe Debian-based users use a file called .xinit, and they would you know, run the command. So the command would be wmxmms space, and then you put the ampersand, because if you don't, it doesn't continue. It, it waits for that command to finish. And since it's something that's just going to be sitting there forever, it's not going to finish. So we have to be sure to include the ampersand. IceWM has a couple of components, and to make our life easier, IceWM in the home slash username dot slash dot IceWM folder, you can make your own script called startup and edit that write a, a regular shell script for that and have these commands so wmxmms space colon ampersand and by using the startup script in the icewm it'll be run at the right time as opposed to be run before this is so that when the component of icewm that you might set your background wallpaper through it so that's run in the right sequence. But it's also a convenience because if we use the .x session we would have to have yeah, a line for each thing that we're running as well as at the end an exec statement which would actually kick off the window manager proper. So we would have to have docklet name, a line for, the, a line for each docklet, and then exec space icewm to kick off the icewm window manager or exec icewm desk session which allows it to have all the components automatically launched for you as needed. In this way, we can just go into a file in our home folder. We don't have to worry about actually kicking off the, the window manager. So I would recommend you use the startup script in the IceWM folder of your home directory. And it's all lowercase, spelling out startup. WMXMMS, this little applet that remotely controls your XMMS player, if you click on the face of it, it'll kick off the actual player. And the default location is your current workspace. 
Well, remember I said I had I had these three names for my workspaces. I told it that when XMMS kicks off, to automatically throw it in background, so I don't have to see it. So in my Win Options page, I have XMMS that workspace colon two. It numbering starts at zero. So like I said, I customized it so it, I would have my main, my internet, my background zero one two and automatically throw this the 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 thing the applet my call into the third part the background so that's kinda like my garbage area that I I never really use myself I stick in main or I stick in internet and that's how you make this kind of applet run and once you have your stanza or a group of commands for an applet you can copy and paste you know, make multiple copies and then just change the applet name, which is how I set up the after-step mail. I really like the after-step mail monitor program. And so I set it up in the same way. So that's how I set up the first two applications to run automatically and in the same space. In the same space of each of my workspaces, all three of them, automatically, by manipulating those two scripts, the stub script and the WinOptions configuration file. Let's talk about my favorite desktop applet which is not as well behaved as the two docklets we've discussed so far which is WMXMMS and AS Mail. Now by the way when you're looking for these things a lot of, a lot of the doc apps for after the after, originally written for the AfterStep system start with AS so it's AS Mail, AS Mem, AS CPU. Same thing with the Window Maker applications. So you might want to search your application repository that way if you try if you try this and you're looking for these things. But one of my favorite doc apps is called Bubble Fishy Mon, and it's a system monitor. And it's an interesting case because it's written exclusively to run as a doc app and is very uncooperative. If you try to run this just by kicking it off in the stop script, and when you go to log out, the X window system will not be able to tell it to end on its own, and you won't be able to log out. It'll just hang. You'll have to go in there and manually cancel it or something, you know, with a kill command. It, but I found this applet worthwhile because I think it's really a, a great thing to have running because I can look in the corner, look at this docklet, and I know pretty much what my system is doing. Get this, Bubble Fishy Mon is an applet and what it is is it has a picture of a duck on a, on, a, on a puddle of water going left and right, left and right. The more memory your system uses, the deeper the water. The more CPU you're using, the water bubbles more fervently. If you use the internet, internet packets or internet traffic is represented by fish going left and right underneath the duck and if you want you can put an analog clock over the face of the whole thing so I can just look up and I know what's going on it's a beautiful thing so I really want to run this application and like I said if I ran it on its own when I go to log out nice WM it's going to hang so I found a way around it it's a bit of a hack but think you're going to like it. In the startup script, instead of just calling bubble fish, fishy mon, 
I call up a terminal emulator. I like MRXVT. I call up the terminal emulator with the dash E option, which kicks off Bubble Fishymon and Bubble Fishymon's options. While I'm calling MRXVT, I change the name so that it doesn't run as MRXVT. I name I rename it Bubble Term. You're going to see why later. Alright. Then I have this in the startup script and what I do in my win options page is first I take bubble term. I give it a workspace two. Automatically this uh, X term emulator is running in the background. And I give it an ignore win list so it doesn't pop up in my window li list of windows. So I got that terminal out of the way, but the reason I renamed it was so that I could grab it with the win options file in this manner, because I still want to be able to kick off the X terminal emulator MRXVT from any workspace I want. And if I don't change the name, then every instance is going to automatically go to that background space, and I might get might get lost that way. Then the normal treatment for Bubble Fishymon you know, taking off the workspaces completely, taking away the title bar, and where it belongs. And that way, when I hit the logout key, MRXVT does know when the X session is ending, and it will take down Bubble Fishy Mon, Mon without incident. And that's how I got this thing that doesn't want to run on the system to run this this way. Now, because of doc, doc apps, I didn't run, I think I mentioned before, I didn't run IceWM for like a year, and then I came back to it. And the reason I came back was because I got a laptop, and I immediately fell into a, a deep hatred of my mouse pad. One thing that's really nice is that when you do the top, the, the system menu of any window, all the hotkeys, Alt F8, Alt F7, are shown for all the different things you might want to do to a window. Minimize, maximize, full screen it, hide it, whatever. Move it to another workspace. So for my lap the laptop brought me back to this because I can get away without using the mouse that much if I want to. So I had to come back. Now I got the best of both worlds. The only thing that was needed was to r run the, uh, my favorite theme for Fluxbox was twice. But I found by searching themes.freshmeat.org that there is a twice clone written for IceWM. Installation was a snap back in the .icewm directory where all my configuration files are. You create one called themes. You take the tar of that theme written that you got from Freshmeat, put it in there with your favorite decompression program. You unpack the tar and it pops her up in your themes menu and just choose it. And now I have what I want. I got IceWM running. I got three of my favorite doc apps running cleanly and neatly. I got a color scheme. That's my favorite from Fluxbox. And I got the taskbar. Bye bye to you. Okay, today's geek tidbit. It's good to know a little bit of command line old fashionedness. I was uh, presented with a question from a friend about getting email out from behind a 
a restricted firewall. His example was a cafe, and presuming that the ports that his graphic user interface um, email client would attempt to connect to an SMTP server were blocked. So after trying to help his way, he tried to do something very, very complicated, set up a full, um, a full uh, mail server, which was not necessary. I found an answer, and the reason I could find an answer was because I knew how to do things on the command line as well as through a graphical user interface. I knew how to use the old-fashioned Unix mail command, which you can use to send mail. So what I did to solve the problem was I secure shelled into a shell account, ran the mail command, and keyed out the email I wanted to send. So the point is, you know, not that we should convert to command line all the time, but it's good to be be curious and explore those command line options so you can pull something out of a hat when you need to. There's nothing like the command line because you can telnet or shell or secure shell into it from different situations. That's today's Geek Tidbit. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.